Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I'm so excited that you are here. Hope you're having an amazing day so far. Um, I want to give a shout out to my group coaching. Uh, It's a cohort number two and They just never, ever cease to amaze me. And last night I had uh, a little bit of a a dog emergency and I couldn't make uh, our call, (laughs) but they rallied on ahead without me. And and that's just such a beautiful part of what I love about group coaching. And there's just, there's so much beauty in one-on-one coaching and group coaching. And I have no favorite, I'll tell you that. But, (laughs) you know, just being able to see that I mean, these people came together eight weeks ago and the camaraderie they have, the friendships they've built and the support system that they've developed. uh, I just created a container for it, but they show up week after week after week with vulnerability, with insight, with just pure, raw realness and Just seeing that just makes me so proud and so excited. And I had such FOMO last night that I wasn't with them. And they apparently had an incredible session. But one of the topics that came up last night that they were asking for more insight on was around the idea of feeling guilty for losing motivation at your current job while you're looking for a new job. And so I wrote to them and I said, not only is this a great topic for us to talk about, but I think a topic a topic that resonates with a lot of people. So first and foremost, major shout out to cohort number two of the Overnight Trainer Group Coaching Program because they are just killing it. And this episode is brought to you by them and their wonderful question and ideas. Um, and so first I wanna start off by talking about this is so real and this is so normal to feel this. And a lot of people whether they're in a toxic work environment or not, right? There's there's different levels. Um, have a sense of guilt about leaving, about the job search, about their motivation, about their desire to want to be where they are. Uh, there's just so many reasons for all of that guilt. And so I, I want to really go into kind of different ways that you can think about this and try to overcome the idea and the feeling of, of having that guilt for what is so natural, which is losing motivation at your current job while you're looking for a new one. So I kind of thought about this in the sense of of three different areas and three different questions to ask yourself. So the first one, the first question to ask yourself really is, what are you even guilty about? That's a deep question. We can get really far on that. But 
the what made me think about it is wondering is it even affecting your work so is your lack of motivation actually affecting your work you know most likely it's not right and i've personally experienced this several times but most recently in my last role of just that complete disconnection and lack of motivation but realizing that even though i was disconnected and had a huge lack of motivation people around me didn't notice it in the quality of my work and so kind of backing up and saying all right i might have this lack of motivation but is it actually affecting my quality of work and so it's important to think about and 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 one of the things when i was uh, in that work environment where i was feeling a lot less motivated it's something i worked with my my coach on was really in order to move forward right i mean the, the whole premise here is that you're looking for a new job there's a reason why you are not motivated there in the first place right a lot of people need that external motivation from their job there's a reason why you've lost motivation that has nothing to do with you. And so I was working um, with with my business coach, who I, I'm still with today, when I was at my full-time job, and I was having the same exact, I, I had, I wouldn't say I had a lot of guilt around it, but I was having that same feeling of that that lack of, of motivation and making feeling guilty in the sense where I didn't want it to affect my work because I was creating content and wanting people to have really great learning experiences. And so one of the things I worked on was how do I preserve my energy while I'm here? And not only preserve it, but learn to refocus your energy. So what I would focus on is what is the least I can do today that will still maintain my quality of work? And so knowing that even though I don't have a lot of motivation, right, in order to have a, a similar output or quality of work, what is the least I need to put into it? What I will say, knowing my group coaching clients, my one-on-one clients, myself, right, a lot of times that guilt that, that we're feeling, we put on ourselves, right? We're operating at 150% all the time. A lot of perfectionism comes in here. And scaling it back and saying, what if I operated at 100%? What have I operated at 80%? What have I operated at 50%? Right? What would actually happen there? And so what I really had to do was figure out what is the least that I can do that would still maintain my quality of work. What that meant for me is that I actually had to learn to say no more. And I also had to learn when to stop caring as much. That was a huge game changer for me. I, I often inserted myself into situations. I, I saw when things were going wrong and where I knew I could save it. And that's part of my own shit and complex, right? But I really had to realize, is that worth, is budding into that, is coming up with this idea, is joining this group or giving, uh, or raising my hand for this, do I actually want to do that, right? Or is that going to take more energy from me that I'm willing to give up. So the first part is really understanding, like, what are you even guilty about? Is it even affecting your work? It most likely is not. And if it's not affecting your work, wh what do you feel guilty about? Now, if it is affecting your work and your performance, and really is not just, again, operating at 200% and now you're down to 150%, but it really is affecting your performance, right? One thing you can really think about in the same vein of what is 
what is the bare minimum I need to do to perform well enough? Right? And that's it's okay if you start to pull away. And I'll talk about this towards the end, but the reality is the way that you feel, most people aren't recognizing it. <laughs> like it was just sad to say, and there are, might be some people who do, who you work closely with, who start to see the change in your behavior, but most people won't recognize it until you're leaving. Until you give your notice, people will say, oh, that makes sense. But in the moment, they're not really thinking about it. So what I always encourage you to do here as you're figuring out what are you even guilty about, is it affecting my performance, is make a list, right? How can I show up? What's the least amount I can do to show up and to continue to deliver good quality work? Right? What does that look like for you? And then also create a list of what can I let go of? What don't I care about? What can I give up in order to protect that energy around me? And it's sitting with that and say, and making that conscious decision that I'm leaving this role. I'm job searching for a reason, right? There's a reason. I still want to make sure I'm performing well here, but what is the least amount that I can do in order to do that? And what does that mean I have to say no to? So that's the first part, understanding what are you even guilty about? Um, then moving into, <laughs> I th- this is literally the first question I thought of when they wrote to me in our group this morning was, why do you care so much? Why do you care so much? Why do you feel guilty? right? You've identified what you're guilty about, right? That, that area of performance, but why do you care so much? I was starting to say it before, but there is a reason you are looking for a new job. What you are currently doing, where you are currently working is no longer serving you. And so keeping that in mind that there is a reason that you are leaving, and it doesn't mean that you're in a toxic work environment or things are terrible, although that very well may be likely, but there is a reason you are not being fulfilled in some way, shape, or form. And so keeping in mind that if you were being served in some way, shape, or form, you wouldn't be motivated to leave. And so guilt, when you think about it, it guilt is is a, a, a low vibe energy, but it's still energy. And so when you are feeling this sense of guilt, right, and the energy that's going into the guilt, you're not, then you don't even have energy to focus on A, being productive at work, or B, being productive in your job search. And so I want to think about the terms of, you know, why do you care so much? Where is this guilt coming from? Is it actually really guilt or is it fear? And this is an exercise I actually did have my group coaching clients go through, and I encourage you all to to do this. And it's based on uh, Tim Ferriss. Uh, He's the author of The 4-Hour Workweek. I love that book. I've read it several times over the course of several years now. Uh, And one of the things that he talks about, he has a great TED Talk, which I'll link to, uh, but it's about the idea of fear setting instead of goal setting or in addition to goal setting. And so what I want you to think about when it comes to having guilt over losing motivation What is the fear behind that guilt? What are you actually scared of that's causing you to feel guilty? A lot of times what I see in this case is fear that they'll find out I'm leaving, right? Or, you know, fear that my work won't be at as high of a level and I'll get in trouble, okay? So what what are these fears that are coming up from you? Because really what's probably happening is the fear that you have is masking itself in a sense of guilt, but it actually is a fear that needs to be overcome. 
And so those of you who are in my group coaching, you know this exercise, but for the rest of the world, right? And you can definitely Google this, Tim Ferriss, fear setting, a million things pop up. But there's three parts to it, and it's it's called define, prevent, and repair. And the first part of de- is define, and it's listing all of the worst things that could happen. So really defining what am I actually scared of? What is the fear around this guilt that's coming up for me? Scared they're going to find out. Scared my work's not going to be great. You know, scared they're all going to be mad at me. Whatever it may be. What is that guilt that's coming up for you and that fear behind that guilt? Once you do that, you can then look at what's called the prevention, which is all about ways that you can reduce the likelihood of those fears. Right, so fear they'll find out I'm leaving. Well, how do you reduce the likelihood of them finding out? Maybe you're not doing your job search on their company computer, right? Or maybe you you don't tell people at work, even if you have a really close friend, maybe you keep that to yourself, right? What are some of the things that you can do in order to prevent or reduce the likelihood of that fear coming true? And lastly, repair, which is if that worst thing happens, right? If they find out that you are trying to leave, right? How do you respond? How do you repair that? And oftentimes when we go through this exercise, we realize the likelihood of our worst fears, it's such a small percentage. It's such a small percentage. And so I want you to identify what is the fear that's coming up that is actually masking itself with guilt here. Because a lot of times it's not about guilt. We don't necessarily feel bad. We actually just feel scared and we feel feel fearful um, of things that could happen to us by being less motivated. So not so much the guilt of being less motivated. I think we all know we're looking for a job for a reason, but what is the fear coming up around that guilt? The last part that I wanna focus on is giving yourself grace. If your boss, your coworker, your whoever, right, was in the same position, they would be doing the same thing. And remember, regardless of where you are, even if you weren't on a job search, motivation ebbs and flows. You could be the happiest you are. I am the happiest I've ever been in my entire life doing what I love the absolute most day in and day out. And let me tell you, there are days where I have no motivation whatsoever. There are weeks, there have been months. This is why I have a coach to help me through this. But Motivation ebbs and flows. So you can't expect to A, be motivated all the time. So this could, if you think what other people are thinking about you, right, this could just be for them, a, 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 hey, that person's in a funk or there's a lot going on or whatever it may be. Motivation ebbs and flows. So it, separate from your job search causing it, right? it's knowing that we don't all live in a constant state of motivation. So it, you don't have to feel guilty that in this particular moment you don't feel motivated because there could be something else that happens in six years from now that makes you feel less motivated. Remember, that's, that's actually a, a human, we, you are a human being, this is a human thing. We go through ebbs and flows with our motivation. But the reality is motivation has to give, right? You, you can't be 100% motivated in 100 different things. And so you are looking to make your life better. Find a new job, the right role at the right company. It's going to value you, excite you, make you feel more motivated, right? And you need motivation for that search. You need motivation for those interviews. You need motivation to start that new job and to continue through that process. And so it has to give somewhere else. 
And that's okay if it's giving at your current job. Again, as long as it's not affecting your your work to the point where people are noticing and questioning or having all of that, right? Let me go back to that list and say, how can I show up? Even at the bare minimum, just make sure I'm still delivering a good quality of work. And the reality is you're not the first to want to leave wherever you are, and you certainly, certainly won't be the last, right? So what I like to think about in this sense is that And this sounds really, really, really bad. And I'm going to preface it by saying this is something that I recently learned and and really sat with with myself and said to myself. And the reality is you are not that important. (laughs) And that sounds terrible, right? Like I know it sounds terrible, but when... I was making some hard decisions and, and feeling a lack of motivation, I had to remember that me not showing up 100%, me stepping back or away, whatever it looked like, it's not going to ruin the com- the other company. I am not the center of their universe. If I stepped away from this company, yeah, they would be over because that's just me. Uh, but the... <laughs> The likelihood of everything imploding from you leaving is so, so slim. It's it's not even possible. Right? It's not even possible. And I remember, I think this was on Heidi Kirby's podcast. So Heidi, if you're listening and this wasn't your podcast, I'm sorry. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, the episode you did with Sabina. So hey, Heidi. <laughs> um, but, and hey, Sabina. But talking about that, if you know, you were to get hit by a bus tomorrow, right? That job description would be up before you, your obituary. I know it's morbid and I, I don't want to stay on the morbid topic, but when you think about the end of your life, and I've really been thinking about this a lot lately um, through, through life coaching that I've been doing and therapy and a lot of things of at the end of my life, am I really going to A, remember this moment, right? Or B, care what that person thought about me. And the answer is no, you're not going to this this moment in time, this feeling of guilt that you have, the fear that you have, it's just a blip in the timeline. And remembering that the bigger picture of that in a year from now, in two years from now, in 10 years from now, in 50 years from now, this will all just be a distant memory. It won't even be a memory. I remember I was going through some really hard times several years ago, and I, I remember the way that I got through it was reminding myself that one day this will all just be a distant memory, and, or I won't not even remember it. So remember, you're <laughs> you are so important, but you're not that important to the organization that you're with. And things, yes, will things be will balls be dropped? Absolutely. One of the things I always focus on in this sense is you know, you're juggling all of these balls. Which ones are rubber and which ones are glass? The ones that are rubber, let it go. Let it go. Let them bounce. They'll keep bouncing. Right? Focus on the ones that are glass. Conserve your energy for the ones that are glass. And that way you can really focus on giving your all, your motivation, your energy towards finding that next role that is going to motivate you, inspire you, make you want to show up as your best. All right. That was a lot. <laughs> a lot of deep inner work that's going to happen from this episode. And I encourage you to listen to this several times. Um, I am also going to go back and listen to this episode as well, because I could often take a, a big bite of my own medicine. But remember, if you are feeling less motivated at your current job while you're looking for another one, you are not alone. So identify what are you even guilty about? A lot of times we think our performance isn't going to be as good. 
really try to push past that and see if that's truth or is that a story that you're telling yourself? Then figure out why do you care so much? What is the fear behind that guilt? And lastly, remember, you're not that important. <laughs> a, people are, might not even be recognizing or have any idea that you have less motivation, right? You are, it, it's almost like resentment in the sense where you know, resentment is like drinking the other, drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Well, here you you are feeling this guilt, right? Which is you are drinking that poison and everyone, no one around you has no idea what's going on and you're the one that's going to drop dead from it. So keep that in mind that we are the center of our own universes, which is amazing and so powerful, but we are not the center of an organization's universe or your boss's universe or your coworker's universe or your peer's universe or your employee's universe. So keep all those in mind. Really focus on, again, that, that fear setting. It's Tim Ferriss. You can YouTube it, Google it. Um, there's also a good a fear setting work uh, worksheet. So if you just Google fear setting worksheet PDF, and I'll link all of this in the show notes, um, it'll really help you through that. So let me know how this goes, working through that guilt. Again, this isn't an overnight instant success. I'll take some work to do this, but really sit down, identify what that is. And remember, Conserve your energy, conserve your motivation, and very soon this will all just be a distant memory. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM, or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.